Welcome to Field Notes by Ag Choice, a podcast series covering timely, relevant topics for Pennsylvania's agricultural and rural communities. Each episode will include an interview of an Ag Choice expert or one of our industry partners discussing information you need to know. My name is Rachel Sadison, and with me today is Joel Semke, REAP Coordinator for the Pennsylvania Department of Agriculture and State Conservation Commission. Details on Pennsylvania's 2020-2021 Resource Enhancement and Protection Program, REAP, have recently been announced. Today, Joel joins me to discuss REAP and program changes for this year. Joel, thanks for joining me. Oh, thank you. I'm glad to be here this morning. I appreciate the opportunity here to talk to talk to your audience a little bit about REAP. Great. So let's go ahead and get started. So let's begin with the basics of REAP. Joel, could you share with our listeners the background of REAP and how farmers utilize the program? Sure, sure. Uh, so REAP was started back in, in 2007, uh, really as a, as a sort of thought of as an alternative way to help fund uh, water quality conservation practices on PA farms. Uh, and really, really to to reduce pollution runoff. You know, we're talking about nitrogen, phosphorus, and sediment runoff. So, over the course of the past 13 years, uh, we've had, you know, over 2,500 farmers across the state. This is a whole, you know, statewide program that have been awarded REAP credits for a wide variety of those practices. Um, farmers are are reimbursed in the form of PA income tax credits, and and that's they're based on the cost of implementing those projects uh that reduce pollution runoff and and also enhance farm productivity so the tax credits are used to to pay you know a wide variety of pa income taxes dollar for dollar so farmers have up to 15 years to to use those up from the date of issuance so if you want to think about it it's sort of like a debit account at department of revenue you know farmers draw on those those credits to pay that that PA income tax bill uh whatever they don't use one year rolls over to the next year and and then in addition uh farmers can sell those credits you know after they wait one calendar year they're allowed to sell whatever's left of that turn it into cash uh and about about 35 to 40% of farmers who use the program end up doing that so uh the program it's a first come first serve program we don't we don't rank farmers based on geography or 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 anything like that that they might be familiar with with NRCS or Chesapeake Bay. We're first come first served, uh, and in order to be eligible for REAP, though, farmers have to be in compliance with PA Clean Streams Law. That means having up to date ag ENS plans, conservation plans on all their acres. It means having up to date manure plans for their operation. Uh, also, you know, you know, I mentioned those plans. Uh, the cost of getting those plans is eligible for REAP credits at 75% of the cost. So uh, that comes back to the goals of REAP. You know, when REAP was established back in 2007, uh, some of the primary goals were to increase um, compliance with Clean Streams Law by having these plans, and also to increase the amount of no-till farming in in the state and cover cropping and things like that. So. That's your eligibility, having those plans. Um, practices, common practices that, that are eligible for, for REAP, we're talking about no-till equipment, no-till planters, no-till drills. They're, those are very common uh, things that farmers use REAP for. Uh, I mentioned cover crops, but also things that, 
you know you traditionally think of, you know, like waste storages, uh, improved barnyards, uh, precision ag equipment is another one that's that's unique to reap, uh, stream practices, and a lot more. Um, you know, farmers can apply for these projects after they're done. They can you know send in their receipts and everything all at once, or they can apply for projects, you know, that are proposed that their farmers are thinking of doing down the road. You know, maybe thinking of buying a no-till planter next year. They can apply today, and if they're eligible, those credits will be reserved for those for those applicants, uh, and then and then awarded, you know, once the project is complete. So so reimbursements with rates, so to speak, with with REAP, they vary really. Like the a lot of the practices that I mentioned there are 50% of the cost come back to the farmer in the form of a of a PA income cre tax credit. So. 50% of the purchase price of a, a no-till planter would be reimbursed to the farmer. And then range on up to 75% for things like nutrient management plans and conservation plans and anything that involves animal concentration areas. Those are thought of as, as sort of like high-priority practices by the state, and so they're reimbursed at a higher 75% level. Uh, one other really important aspect of REAP that I want to mention uh, is the program's ability to to work in conjunction with a lot of other funding sources. Uh, you know, farmers are are often very familiar with NRCS funding. Uh, they're maybe familiar with Chesapeake Bay or Growing Greener. They can use REAP in addition to those other programs. So, for example, if a farmer has a big, big project on the farm, you know, waste storage facility, barnyard, a lot of other stuff, maybe they're using, maybe they're working with NRCS to, to fund those practices, uh, you know, often NRCS will cover a, a good portion of that, but the farmer is still left with a lot of out-of-pocket costs. Well, that f those farmers can come to reap uh, and really, really whittle down their final costs. They can get credits based on that remaining chunk. So the end result is this: the, the reap can really be used. Uh, in conjunction with other programs to really shrink down that final cost of a of a project for a farmer. Good information there. Thanks, Joel. So now could you share any specific details and changes to REAP uh, for this upcoming year? Uh, yeah, sure. So over the over the past year, really, uh, there's been a lot of changes to the REAP program, a lot of, a lot of tweaks and, and improvements, really, that, that stemmed from uh, the last year, last summer, 2019, uh, the PA Farm Bill that, that Governor Wolf signed, I guess it was July of, of last summer. But uh, for for 2020, this new round of REAP, we, the commission, implemented a 90% reimbursement rate for a select list of practices in any watershed with a TMDL. Now, that, that sounds complicated, but really much of the state is covered by the Chesapeake Bay TMDL, and there are you know, smaller watersheds scattered throughout the state to have these these TMDLs. And in those operations inside those watersheds are eligible for a 90% credit on uh, wider forested riparian buffer installation and maintenance of those buffers. 90% uh, credit on any costs for livestock exclusion from streams. So we're talking about some stream bank fencing. We're talking about stream crossings and, uh, you know, off-site or off-stream, excuse me, waterers, uh, and then and then lastly, there for 90% would be soil health tests. That's a that's kind of a new technology, so to speak, that's <laughs> becoming more widely used. Uh, and there are several 
you know, companies that offer soil health tests. And so inside these watersheds, uh, farmers can receive 90% of those costs back to them. You can always look at our guidelines and stuff online for the whole exhaustive list of Great. Thanks, Joel. So are there any other thoughts you'd like to share with our listeners here today? Yeah, yeah. Um, We're currently in the middle of our uh, 2020 round of REAP. We're currently accepting applications. Uh, The application packet and and a lot of other relevant information. I found our webpage. Also, you know, if if farmers out there understandably prefer to do things hard mail, I I can always mail uh, an application to anybody who's interested. Um, I highly encourage folks to to get those applications in as soon as possible. Uh, you know, just remember, you can apply for things that you think you're going to do, not just not just projects that you you just finished. So, um, you know, where to where to find Reap stuff? Where to find me? Uh, you can you can go to the Reap webpage and you can access it through the Pennsylvania Department of Agriculture website, uh, or you could just do a simple internet search for PA Reap. Uh, that's R E A P. My f- my phone number at my desk is uh, 717-705-4032. Uh, and my email address is J S E M K E at PA.gov. J Semke at PA.gov. Uh, so, yeah, I encourage everybody to try it out. And if you have questions, um, call me, contact me. Joel, thanks so much for joining me on the podcast today to share details about REAP, which is certainly an important resource to help farmers, landowners, and others implement best management practices to help protect their natural resources. Thank you for having me. Um, stay safe out there. and Hopefully, any farmers that are listening, I hope for some rain for you, but not too much rain, I guess. <laughs> thanks for tuning in to today's episode. Listen to other episodes of Field Notes by Ag Choice posted at agchoice.com slash podcast.